Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we mean when we say that we love someone or something? Just think about that for a moment. What do we mean? Generally, it means we regard a a person or a thing with some amount of affection. We cherish it. We take pleasure in it. We love our friends. We love our parents, our spouses, our children. We love to rest in the cool shade of a tree on a summer day. We like a warm house on a cold day. We love to hear our favorite music. So, do you love Jesus? Do you regard Jesus with affection? Do you cherish Him? Do you take pleasure in Him? I would be surprised. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if nearly everybody here would eagerly reply, yes, pastor, we love Jesus. Being a Christian involves a whole lot of things, and it's possible that you may lack one or two of those things and still be a Christian. But you can't be a Christian if you don't love Jesus. Love for Jesus is so essential that if you lose it, it's spiritually fatal. It's spiritually deadly. If you are a Christian, then you love Jesus, right? On this Pentecost Sunday, we're going to look at our gospel reading. And we're going to ask, but what does it mean to love Jesus? And what's the Holy Spirit's role in that? So our gospel reading for this morning takes place on the night when Jesus was betrayed. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Jesus tells us that those who love him will keep his word. Jesus, and Jesus' words are not his words alone. The words of Jesus are the words of God the Father himself, the one who sent the Son, the one who talked with the Son. So what does it mean when our text says that we need to keep his word? Keeping Jesus' word, I want to say today, involves three things. It involves knowing it, involves believing it, and it involves doing it. Knowing, believing, doing. If you're going to keep Jesus' words, you have to know it. Later on in the same night, in chapter 15, Jesus said, All that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Do you want to know what Christ heard from his Father? You can't keep Christ's word if you don't know it. Are there, what about those parts of the Bible you have a hard time understanding? You see, our daily lives, our weekly lives, reveal the honesty about how we regard God's word. 
Do you have the habit of neglecting your daily Bible reading? It's hard to keep Christ's word when you only come to church occasionally. You can't grow in Christ's word if you refuse to study God's word, either on your own or preferably with us. And we're excellent at coming up with excuses. But reading and learning and hearing Christ's word, that's what Christians are all about. Knowing Christ's word also means we have to believe it, teach it, and confess it. Just a little before our passage, Jesus says, believe in God, believe also in me. Why? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. Are you willing to accept that? Do you believe all that Jesus reveals? You cannot be faithful to Jesus or his word, his teachings, without holding fast to everything he said and what that means. Doesn't mean you have to understand it all, though. When you don't care what the truth is, you're not keeping Jesus' word. When it's more important to get along rather than confess what Jesus said, to confess the faith, that's not keeping Christ's word. When God has something to say about how this world is ordered, then we need to believe that that's true. When Jesus promises you the forgiveness of all your sins, believe it. When Jesus says that because of his death on the cross, you have a gracious God, trust him. Bank your life now and your eternity upon his words, his promises. Keep Jesus' words. Hold them tight. Never let them go. Believe what he promises to you. But it's not enough to know his word. It's not enough to even believe his word. Christ says in 14 verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Keeping the commandments of Christ is evidence. It's proof that you have faith. The love of Christ comes from our trust in him. And Faith and love always result in obedience. There must be evidence and an expression of your faith. And that is seen in observing Christ's commandments in our lives. Do you obey Christ? That means when Jesus tells you to do something, you don't make excuses. You actually do it. Whatever it is. If you don't, then you do not love him. If you treat the commands of Jesus as if they're of no importance at all, then your heart is not with Christ. If 
you love Jesus, you will obey him in thought, word, and deed. Very few people in our society will come out and say that they hate Jesus. Those who go by the name of Christian will always say that they love Jesus. Yet many Christians willfully disobey or outrightly deny things that Jesus taught, Jesus taught because it offends them. <laughs> we can be worried that thinking and talking about certain things that Jesus said might offend others because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Pastors encounter this. People listening to sermons sometimes cringe when a pastor preaches on biblical ethics, how we're supposed to live, what the Bible says is sin or not. Do you, the commands of Jesus offend you? Do you cringe when the Bible's explained clearly and it's uncomfortable? Are there parts of Jesus' word that you just don't want to hear? Whoever does not keep my words does not love me, Jesus says. Sometimes to keep Jesus' word, it means you're going to have to listen to things that you don't want to hear. It means that sometimes you're going to come away from church without a bounce in your step. You're going to come away feeling guilty because you have sinned. That's because God, God's word is not just about putting a bounce in your step. There's law and there's gospel. Sometimes it also means taking a stand against what the world tells you to do or to think. The world hates God's word. And Jesus tells you to keep it. And yet that's not the only thing that Jesus tells his disciples on that night. Jesus also encourages them not to be afraid and not to be troubled. Why? They're not to be afraid. They're not to be troubled because Jesus promises them the Holy Spirit. The things that I have spoken to you while I was with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now that promise is not directly for you and I. No, it's first and foremost for the apostles, and then through them, it is for us. The Father sends the Holy Spirit in Christ's name. What the apostles could not do on their own, remember all of the words that, of Jesus and what they meant, that's what the Holy Spirit enabled them to do. He will glorify me, Jesus promised, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He took the words of Jesus and he brought them to the apostles' minds. His work is to teach the apostles and remind them of all that Christ said to them. And the Holy Spirit did not introduce new things that they'd never heard before. Jesus said, when the helper comes, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness about me. Everything that the Spirit teaches is based on what the apostles heard from Jesus himself. And the Spirit came as promised. The Spirit was their helper. By his work in their lives, they were inspired to remember the very words of Jesus. 
the things that Jesus said and taught and did. And they wrote those words down as, again, helped by the same Holy Spirit. And the result of that is your New Testament. Now, we think of this day of the extraordinary outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the first Pentecost. But we can also think about the Holy Spirit's continuous work today in the church. The Spirit is our great teacher, too, to bring to our remembrance all the things that Jesus said. And through the law, the Spirit reminds you that you cannot earn your salvation by obeying God or by how much you love Jesus. There is always some sin with which you can be charged. Yet, thank God that He has sent His Holy Spirit to remind us of all that Jesus said. Jesus' word to you is, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give to you. Peace with God is what Jesus is offering you. He gives you peace by His Spirit through His Word. Jesus can provide peace because by His death, Jesus won peace with God for you. He took your sins on the cross and He died for you. His bloody death turns away God's wrath from you. Because of Jesus' death, your God is gracious and merciful towards you. The Spirit whispers in your hearts through the Word, He did it all for you. He bled for you. He died for you. All for you because He loves you, each one of you. Believe it, you're His child. We cannot love God until we have accepted His mercy towards us by faith. We love Him because He first loved us. We begin to obey God only after He gives us His Holy Spirit to dwell in us. Jesus Christ wants you to receive His Spirit so that He can help you, help you to believe in Him help you to repent and to love Him more and to serve Him in new ways. The Spirit is the one who wants to continue the process of freeing you from the chains of sin which still cling to you and one day free you from death itself. So what does it mean to love Jesus? If we love Jesus, we'll keep His Word. What does it mean to keep His Word? It means three things. It means we have to know it. We have to believe it. We've got to do it. And so the Father sends the Spirit in the Son's name. And that Spirit works through the Word. God the Spirit comes to us. He forgives us our sins. He gives us repentance. He helps us live the Christian life. God the Holy Spirit calls and gathers together God's people to be the church. And He sustains this church on earth for as long as we are in this world. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your hearts in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. 
Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at RevFenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.